You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. as we dream on. Amen. Father God, thank you so much for just how awesome you are, God. Thank you, Father, that you have dreams for us before we're even born, Father. Thank you, Father, for knowing us even before we could make any mistakes, God. You knew every single part of us. You knew us in the wombs of our mothers, God. You knew even our very first steps. You knew everything before it even happened, God. And Father, I'm so grateful for your power. So grateful for the fact that there is nothing, nothing we can do to compare to who you are, Father. Father, I pray today that this service will really glorify you. I pray that the hearts of everyone here today will be changed, Lord God, be transformed by your word, Father. I pray that people will leave here empowered. They will leave here inspired. They will leave here, Lord, ready to do your will and not just hear your will, Father. I pray, God, you please move me aside, God. I'm a very sinful man who struggles with being spiritual, God. I'm a sinful man, Lord God, who really needs to learn more to be like your son, Jesus. But God, thank you for choosing me, God. Because I would rather be chosen by you than not chosen by you, God. And Father, I pray that you please just speak through me, God. Let your word come with power, and it come with the Holy Spirit, and it come with deep conviction. Yes, we pray this, God, in your wonderful Son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, it's awesome to have the church here together today. Come but on, before I start, I want everyone to move a little bit forward, because I see like four seats okay. here in front, empty. There's someone, there's a seat there that's empty. And let's move things a little bit forward. We don't have any denominational seats in the church. We're a non-denominational church. So let's have the seats filled up. You know, let's not sit down like we're far away from the, from the fire. <laughs> and anyone that's empty, also fill those seats, guys. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward, guys. You know, there's two seats there. So let's move forward, man. I love you. With the love of the Lord, let's move forward. Come on, guys. Looks like we're in the church right now. <laughs> you know, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Even though we have a baby, at least the third row can still be the final row. Let's move forward, guys. Let's move forward. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 111, turn there if you can. 111. It says, Praise the Lord. Is anyone here ready to praise the Lord? Yes. Can I hear praise the Lord? Can I hear praise the Lord? Can I hear praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. He says, I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. And I'm so fired up to be in the council of the upright today. You know, everyone here in this room, I, I believe there's something good in you. I believe there's goodness in you that makes you upright. And that you keep your head up high. It says, Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. I pray that you've been pondering how awesome God is this week. That you woke up in the morning and you were like, oh my goodness, God is fantastic. Look at the sunrise. Look at the moon. Look at the stars. Look at the birds. You know, my baby, my baby Amaya, when, when she's a bird, she says, when she's a bird, because she's like, wow, she, she sees the wonders of life. When she's a scroll, she's like, it's so amazing. I wonder if you see the wonder of God. It says in verse 3, glorious and majestic are his deeds. And his righteousness endures forever. And that fires me up. To know that God's righteousness isn't based on yesterday. Isn't based on last year. It endures forever. 
You know, we can talk about righteousness, but God's righteousness is always the same forevermore. That should make you happy every morning. He says he has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Anyone hungry in this moment? Anyone? Don't worry, God provides. It says in verse 6, He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. This is an amazing verse. It says God is showing us the power of his works and is giving them the lands of other nations. Today, I want to really talk about the power of God. The lesson today is titled, The Power of God. The Power of God, because I believe there's no other power to talk about than the power of God. I think about the region, I think of everyone in this church this morning, I think of how we got an amazing brother Paul baptized his last Friday. You know, you know, you know, Paul, when he was at, at his baptism, was awesome because Jamie was there, my wife was there, you know, Tom was there, and I want to thank the region for praying for him. Because if not for our prayer, and Adonai was there also, if not yes. for our prayer, man, you know, who knows what would have happened, but I trust that our prayers move God's heart to make Paul our brother. Mm-hmm. And you know what Paul said during this, during this, 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 this you know, good confession? He was like, you know what, you know, my mind has changed, and I now say new things. And I say now, no more stressings, but blessings. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that awesome? Yes. You know, he says, a prayer a day keeps the devil away. <laughs> isn't that deep right there? <laughs> a prayer a day keeps the devil away. You know, and he has this, he has this, like this on his phone, he has this, 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 this folder now called quotes. And he makes some quotes. <laughs> it's deep, you know. And what is so amazing about Paul is that, you know, how God's power transformed him. Wow. You know, you, you can see a transformation when you were there at the beginning. Yeah. And you see, like, which I've taken a picture before and after. <laughs> you know, and now we see Paul, you know, suited up, really looking nice. It doesn't look fresh today. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's so awesome, you know. It reminds me of my own baptism. Like, you know, like a baby. Oh, I'm so fresh and smooth and, and soft. You know. Now I'm all, you know, getting hair like Crystal. I want to, you know, the brother, you know, Brandon and I and Crystal, we're growing a beard trying to get, you know, close to the God, you know. Get a beard right there, you know. So please pray for me. Pray for my beard. You know, I'm African. Right, you know, black, we don't have that. You know, you don't grow that fast, you know. Sorry, guys. I know coconut, coconut oil helps sometimes. So pray for me, guys. You know, but it's awesome to be with the family this morning. You know, last week was uh, Mo's spiritual birthday. Yes, yeah. Mo. And then Mo was a, a year and a half ago. A year ago, Menno and I were baptized Mo in a in an amazing church in Wimbledon, 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 amen, guys? Yeah. We've stepped up in life. Now we're in Waterloo. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and two weeks ago was Shola's spiritual birthday as well. Yeah. You know, God has been doing great things among us. I remember when Ada got baptized, she was a bit frightened, but uh, she became a full member. <laughs> Member. And also, even thinking about how God has been working amazing with us with Tom and Dana. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah. You know, Tom was like the, they called him the Alpha Course Man in Slovakia. Yeah. Because they named the city after him. Because he brought a lot of people to Alpha Course. <laughs> but now, Tom isn't just bringing Alpha Course people. Now he's making disciples of all nations. Amen? Yeah. You know, I think of Brandon, the man who loves God so much. You know, his, Brandon's love for God sometimes really shocks me. He's like, oh my goodness, this guy is so strong. He's walking with God. Even though situations come against him, like Christo, both of them are like strong men of God yeah. who have gone through, you know, I don't want to go through what they've gone through, but yeah. this man are strong men of yeah. God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, wanna, I really appreciate you guys for it. 
and, and you know, I, I think about, you know, good side. What's good side? Good side in the back right there hiding. <laughs> you know, good side is so amazing. I, I spoke with good side a couple of times, and I think about good side. I'm like, wow. You know, she's gone through pain. Yeah. You know, she's gone through pain, but she's not the victim. She's a victor. Yeah. You know, she's so like, I want to live life because God has given me a great life to live. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many of us, I can say many, many great things about every one of us in this room today. But I want to let you know that, you know, you are here because God loves you. Yeah. That's just the reason why you're here. Amen. God just really loves you. There's no other reason why you're here but the fact that God loves you and wants to do great things in you today. And so today I want to show you what the power of God is. Come on. I want to show you how God can work so powerfully to make you the man that you are today, the woman that you are today, and what God can still do in you in the very future. If you can, turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1. I've been reading my Bible in the very first chapter of a lot of all the scriptures in the Bible. You know, there are 66 books in the, in the Bible. And in 1 Corinthians 1.18, I, I was struck by a verse I read over and over again. And that would hate me even more. It says in verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are, being, who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is what? Isn't it amazing? It says the message of the cross. What is the message of the cross? The very death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ seems foolish to anyone who is not being saved. Mm -hmm. but, but, But it says perishing. That means a continuous death. But it says that to us who are being saved, also continuous salvation, not just a one-off salvation. It says it is the power of God. I want to let you know that the reason why you're still here today is because God wants to save you. God really wants to save you, and it's His power that keeps you here. You ever know how power? I was thinking, how do I describe the power of God? Even that's, that's a question you, you feel right away. You know, get to a test, an exam, describe the power of God. I'm like, I can't even, I can't, where do I start? How can you describe the power of God? You know, and I was really looking into it and I said, wow, there's, let's be honest, I cannot do it. Let's be very honest, I don't know how to describe it. But there's two ways I can come close to describing the power of God. The first thing that came to my mind was the ability to do something that you cannot or never will be able to do. That's the power of God. The, the, the fact that you, you cannot do this. Second, second reason to understand what is the power of God is the power that never runs out. Whoever feels burnt out sometimes, yep. who feels tired sometimes, who yep. feels like the power just left me. No. <laughs> <laughs> When a God doesn't have the power that leaves him, the power stays in there forever. It's a continuous power. You know, I was born in Nigeria, and the power goes out sometimes. Too much. Too much. All the time. You know, Victoria's like, all the time. You know, you, you, you wake up in the morning, you have power. At lunch, no power. Dinner time, a little bit of power. Going to bed, no power. It's like a fluctuating power. But with God, God's power is just standard. And so what is the power of God to know that we serve a God whose power never runs out? To serve a God who, you know, has the ability to do things that you can never, ever do, but he can do it through you. Even when, whatever you're struggling with, into the fit of rage, 
Is it impurity? Is it, is it non-focusedness? Is it pride? God's power can change that in you. And I believe, I, I believe this so in my heart because I've seen it happen just this past three weeks in Paul. God's power can change anybody as long as his heart is soft. And so Paul's story inspired me to have this sermon with you guys today. Come on, Paul. Come on. Think about the power of God. Think about Sarah, Abraham's wife. It is the power of God that makes an eight to nine year old woman get pregnant and get a child. Eight to nine year old. I was in the pool yesterday with my wife and our kids, and I met a 65 year old guy. And he said, I got married very late and got a baby at 65. I was like, oh my goodness. It wasn't me. That blows my mind. <laughs> it, wasn't <Yeah>. it wasn't Jamie. <laughs> it wasn't Jamie Goddard. You know, Jamie is still young and 65 year man, guys. But pray for Jamie. Maybe who knows what God will do with Jamie and Hillary. <laughs> Hillary is like, no. no. <laughs> you know, I think of, I think of, I think of Job. You know, Job is struggling and suffering. And it says, why am I going to disobey God? God says, I control a behemoth. I can control your situation. Isn't that powerful? The dinosaurs that no one could control. God I made him, I can control him, so I can control your situation. So be quiet. Isn't that amazing? That's power. You know, I want to show you how God is so powerful, guys. Because this is, I mean, I realize myself I've not been relying on God's power. And if I'm not doing it, I guess the region is not doing it also. <laughs> so I want to help us to rely on God's power. But I've got to show you how awesome God's power is. Sure. <clears throat> you know, another way to say God's power is like Jesus Christ raising from the dead. Yeah. Wow, that's power. To raise someone who was already dead. Mm. Not asleep like, oh, in a coma. <laughs> dead. And raise him up again to life. <laughs> that is power. Even the fact of being able to be saved, to stop sinning, that's power. Yeah. Mm. We, you know, we don't remember this thing sometimes because we think like, oh no, I'm a disciple now. You know. But truly, it is God's power yeah. that yeah. keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Nothing else keeps you going. There's no fuel the car doesn't go. The fuel we have is God's Holy Spirit in us. Amen? Amen. So I want to show you how a group of people in the Bible saw God's power and what they did with God's power. <clears throat> Exodus 13. Let's go there. You know, I, I've been reading Exodus myself and I'm always amazed at the story of the Israelites. Yeah. How amazing they really had a relationship with God and how amazing they sometimes turn their back on God. <laughs> it's like two extremes. It's like, oh, I love God so much or I don't love anymore. You know? And if you have a relationship like that, please just love your wife and love your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Exodus 13, in verse 17, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, thank God, you know, we left sin. Amen, guys? God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. It's interesting. God knew that, okay, well, I'm going to send my people to the promised land. The shorter road to take is actually through the Philistine country. But I will not let them through that shorter road. I want to take them the long road. Who likes taking short roads here? Yeah, shortcuts. We all like shortcuts, right? Who doesn't like, I mean, who wants to get there fast? Mm-hmm. When I, I go to UCL, I'm like, what's the fastest way to UCL? Victoria Line. <laughs> Victoria Line is fast. It's like a speeding bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get on the Northern Line. Oh, uh, 
Nodelman's like, you're okay, he's depressed, he gets it. Morden! You know, in Dutch, in Dutch, Morden is like, die! <laughs> that's, that's my wife, right? Babe? Yeah. Morden. It's like you killed someone. That's in Dutch. Morden. Morden. You know? So it's like you get there and you're like, oh, I'm dead already, you know, in the line. But Victoria Line is like fast, so I like taking a short road the Victoria Line, amen? Yeah. But we all like that. But look at what God says. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. God said that, okay, if my people face challenges, they will go back to sin. If they face hardship, they want to quit on me. If they face persecution, they want to run away. If they face things that they don't they didn't think would come, they would turn back to the world. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. Who likes the desert? No one. <laughs> But what is powerful, it says, and let them choose the dead towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went out of Egypt ready for battle. Are you ready for battle today? They were on their way to the Red Sea. What happened at the Red Sea? I'm going to see your Bible knowledge, guys. Help me. This is an interactive session, guys. It's a session. Let's see. Red Sea. They walked through the Red Sea. They walked through the Red Sea. On? Who said that? On dry ground. Dry ground. How, did they do, how did God do that? In His power. Imagine if they had not seen that power, what would they have done? They would have lost hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, the day you were baptized, God did a powerful work in you. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind you of God's power. The same way God parted the Red Sea, two walls that they walked on dry ground, they must have been like, oh my goodness, this is not a movie, this is real. But is your baptism a movie or is it real? I want to help you to see the power of God. That God has done something powerful in you. And because of that power, don't go back to Egypt. Don't go back into the world. Stay in God. Stay in the world. Are you guys with me today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You know, in Numbers 14... Look at the account there of the same people. I want to show you something now that I, I believe what can happen when we stop seeing the power of God. Wow. That's great. Numbers 14 and verse 1. You know, I, I find myself, like I said, relying on my own power. You know what happens when you rely on your own power? You burn out. Because your power is limited. Yeah. God made us in his image, but he made us to also depend on him. So if we don't depend on him, we burn out, and then we're like, ah, the church doesn't love me. Ah, false doctrine. But God's power is what we need. Look at what the Bible says, Numbers 14, verse 1. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. Why were they raising their voices? Just above the same chapter, you see that the Israelites were, they had 12 spies sent out to spy out the promised land. You guys know that story? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't understand what, what happened, there were 10 who said what? Oh, God. Don't go out. Don't go out. Don't kill. We can't go there. They were challenged, exactly. What about the other two? What did they say? We can take it. Victory. We can take it, right? Yeah. But you know, and those 10, what did they do? They went and corrupted the whole Israelite community. <laughs> like, no, you can't do it. And they were like, oh, God, oh, no. 
who feels that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but I cannot do this. No, we cannot do it. No, we cannot. Ah, my emotions. Ah. It says, all the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the old assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. Woo! Or in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taking us plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Mm. Woo! First of all, they crying out and then they grumble to their leader. Sorry guys, you know, I'm not Jesus. So you're going to grumble. Bring solutions as well. <laughs> Bring solutions as well. It says, and they were grumbling to the leader, and then, and then it said they want to go back to Egypt. I can be in this situation. I was there this last week. Then I'm like, oh man. I said to Michael, I said, Michael, you know, my first year of being a regional leader was like I was floating. It was like God was just carrying me along. I was like, oh, this good, good miracles, miracles, miracles. Oh, so awesome. And then second year starts. Oh my goodness, this is so hard. <laughs> Jamie can testify to my phone calls. <laughs> it's been like, oh, it's so hard. And like, and I must be honest, I'm thinking, maybe if I were just a disciple. Oh. Yeah, Paul. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. If I were just a disciple, life would be way easier. Mm. And I even went further. Maybe when I had my Jeep Wrangler, Whoa. when I had more money, life would have been way easier. Wow. Don't look at me like we're like you guys are so righteous. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys never think that way, right? I'm the only sinner right here. You guys never think like, oh, maybe you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> These guys were like, they want to go back into the world, into the sin that was hold, into slavery. I really want to just help you to see that the reason why they did this is that they forgot the power of God. They forgot what happened at the Red Sea. God led them towards the Red Sea to show them his power. Because he knew that the time would come, because God knows all things, if I will come when you will feel like I'm so strong I don't want to do this anymore. But that's when you gotta go back to your cookie jar. Yeah. You know what a cookie jar is? Mm-hmm. All those memories of God's power in your life. Huh. Go back there and say, you know what? I'm gonna draw from God's cookie jar in my life to remind me of who God is. How is your cookie jar right now, guys? Do you have one actually? Mm. Celery jar. Victoria writes on us on a new diet, guys. Uh, it's a, no, not a diet, but a lifestyle, like Peter always says. <laughs> you know, a, a celery jar, if you want a celery jar. Whatever you want to name it. A jar where you put the powerful memories that God has done in your life. I want to help you today. As a region, we must always focus on God's power. Not anything else. Because whenever we do, you know what what we start saying? I want to go back to Egypt. I want to buy a house. I want to walk. Oh, you know, my wife and I, we live in a very luxurious villa in the Caribbean. You know, compared to where we live now with the train passing us. Traffic Junction. Yeah, fastest train time in the world. It's not bad. I'm not complaining, but I mean. It would have been awesome to have a seaside view again, you know. But you know what I'm saying is that we cannot think that way. 
Because God's power is more powerful than our experiences in the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, do you know how long this journey was that they took to the to to the promised land? Years. Well, the Bible says in verse thirteen. Moses said to the Lord. Now let's pick it up in verse eleven. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Let's pause right there. Mm. What made God see that's contempt? Because they want to go back to Egypt. That's all. God sees our thoughts, desires to live a worldly life as contempt. It's like, I did great things among you. What are you trying to do now? Trying to divorce me? How long would they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I performed among them. I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them. Ooh, oh my goodness. But in verse 13, Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about, about it, but your power, by your power you brought this people up from among them. Wow. Moses is like, God, 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 please stop, stop, stop. Your power is so amazing. You all have brought them out, so relax. Verse 23. God says, not one of them will ever see the land I promised an oath to the ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see. But because you, my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him to the land he went to and his descendants will inherit in the church said. Amen. What is our promised land? Heaven. There's only two things we need to do have the right spirit think about the spirit what kind of spirit do you have sometimes my spirit goes always in different motions every time I'm like a fight up spirit I'm like oh I'm so down right now oh I'm zealous oh man I'm discouraged oh, you know and all the time I'm like why why am I so emotional in my spirit you can be emotional in your spirit you guys know that yeah because you forget what God has done and it says follows me wholeheartedly Back, in, back again to seeking God with all our hearts. You know, as the church, we believe that we're a Bible church, right, guys? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. As a Bible church, we go by what the Bible says. Yeah. And because we cannot be disciples of Jesus if the Bible isn't the standard of our lives. Right. And we're going to seek God with all our hearts to be blessed in every single way. Amen. Yeah. And without seeking God with all our hearts, then what happens? Then we're just a group of people who are religious. Ooh. Who wants to be religious? No. <laughs> well, let me tell you guys something. I've been discipled a lot. I'm being religious. You know, I remember one day Brandon told me, "Bro, you're being religious." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm not being religious." <laughs> I denied it. It's like you know, that's like the word you want to hear. I mean, I don't want to hear that word. I'm like, you're being religious. I'm like, ouch. Because you're being like a Pharisee. Wait, man, bro. I'm working on my religiosity. <laughs> you know, God has done great things among us. I got a couple of points for you today. Mm. Point number one Recognize the power of God Recognize the power of God Not your power God's power 1 Corinthians 1 In verse 18 again It says that The message of the cross is foolishness Those who perish it, right? Mm -hmm. And for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
You see, to the one being saved, that person sees God working continually. 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 And we should ask ourselves each time, so when I don't see the power of God, then is my, is my focus on the cross or something else? What is the cross? You know, Brandon and I went sharing on Wednesday and, uh, and, and a guy asked us, what is the cross? What is the cross? Yeah, it's just very simple. Jesus died for us, rose again for us, and gives us a new life. And it's not, it's nothing, it's just that. It's very simple. And if we cannot get baptized into Christ Jesus, then actually, then who are we? Are we really following Jesus? Or we're not? If you're here with us for the first time today, you know, you're not a baptized disciple, I want to implore you today to really get yourself signed up into the army of Jesus Christ. To say, you know, I'm going to be a disciple, baptized into his kingdom. Because there's no other life right there but a life that is given by God. You guys with me today? Amen. You might wonder, what is the power of God? You know, I think I've been looking at the, the good news emails, right? The good news email here? The good news is amazing because you see all these miraculous things going around the world in all our churches around the world. We have 99 churches right now in this world in all continents. Yeah. 99 churches. That should be a round of applause for yeah. the church. Yeah. Though, right? <laughs> you, know, you know what's going on right now? We have in, in Peru, the mission team was sent out just a couple of months ago. And now from the South American Missions Conference. And then we have in Dubai, our church in Dubai, you know, where they almost have 200 nations living in that country. In Dubai, she just had six baptisms in ten weeks. Wow. The Boston church, they all raised their pledge, as we have done also, to an average of $81 per person, including campus students. Wow. <laughs> just saying right there. <laughs> and and, and it was so powerful. It was so powerful. I'm just encouraging you, Paul. <laughs> the Lagos church. They've had nine baptisms this year. But it's a story of a guy. You guys heard that story? Yeah. About the guy who got stabbed when he went on a date. And the next day he came to church, his whole, his whole bank account was empty. And it was empty. And he gave contribution. He said, you know what? I'm just going to keep giving. We have no excuse. So we got to keep giving to build God's kingdom. That's radical. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what blew my mind the most in that good news email was the New Delhi church. That was mind-blowing. 38 members of the mission team go to New Delhi. And they have grown <laughs> since April 2018 till now to 155. Wow. That is not the power of man. That is the power of God. Amen. I tell you today, God can do what we cannot even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're getting closer to the wall right now. So we're, we're getting there. Very soon we're going to move to another space. Yeah. But we're going to keep advancing to make sure that God's power works in us. But the question is, God, hey, tell me about how do I get God's power to work in me? Glad you asked. Answer first Corinthians 2. <laughs> so let's go practical right now. Point number two. The power of God only works in the spiritual person. Just helping you right there. The power of God only works in the spiritual person. How spiritual are you? And it's not a religious spirituality like we always, you know, I'm so spiritual. You know, you share it with someone. Are you spiritual? It's like, yes, I'm spiritual. Okay, let's read the Bible. No, 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 no. First Corinthians chapter 2. The power of God only works in a spiritual person. Let's read from verse 14. It says there, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them 
foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. If you read that verse again in verse 14, when it says the person, the original word that was there is the natural person. The natural person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. But it sees them as foolishness and can understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. In verse 15 it says, The person with the Spirit makes judgments, but all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Can you answer the question? No one. No one can instruct God. But we have the mind of Christ. This is encouraging to know. To know that you became a true disciple, and guess what? You have the mind of Christ. I don't think if you, you think that way sometimes. Let's be honest, I don't. We have the mind of Christ. God says, you know what? That the moment you become a spiritual disciple of Jesus Christ, you have his mind. When the Bible says in Genesis 1 that God made us in his image, he was actually saying that, hey, because we're in his image and we become baptized disciples, our mind changes from that of the world, not a natural mind, but now to a spiritual mind. That means that when things happen in your life, how do you make judgments? In verse 15 it says, the Spirit makes judgment above all things. To make spiritual judgments. You know, there are three kinds of people in this world. The natural man doesn't want to just be natural. I don't want to just want to live my life the way I feel I should live my life. The spiritual man, the one who lives his life based on God's spirit, and the worldly man. Guess who Caleb and Joshua were? Spiritual. spiritual. Why were they spiritual? Twelve guys. They see the same thing. Ten guys say, "No, we can't do it." Two guys say, "Totally, we can do it." Two guys are like, no, it's God who can do this. The guy's like, no, we cannot do it. And they forget to see, yes, we can do it. God can do it. A spiritual decision because they were like, it's not up to us. But with God, we can overcome. Amen? Amen. And then, you know, the South region has a goal to grow the church, the South region. Every, every region has a goal right now. I want to share this goal with you guys. So in the, in, the, in the West region, Michael gave the West region 25 additions. It's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. And he gave the North, the East region 25 editions. Yeah. And he gave the South region, what do you think? 25, 25 editions. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave the North region, what do you guys think? 26. 26. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if you guys do? I'm going to be in North region, I'm going to advance North region with just one more. <laughs> but you know what? The South region, we need to take this goal for ourselves. Yeah. And not be man focused on it, but be like, you know what? We want to save this city. We want to save this city for God's glory. And 25 is just a number because what we need is God to advance in us. Amen. And we cannot do this by mere man. We can only do it by the power of God. Amen. And so we don't look at it from a natural perspective. We look at it from a spiritual perspective. But you know what's powerful about these three distinctions? The natural man only grows naturally. I got a baby right now. And she's growing. You know, with natural growth, it always happens. Growth always happens naturally. Worldly growth, yeah, you don't have to do anything. They'll, they'll feed you. But the spiritual growth doesn't happen on its own. Yeah. That's such a shame. 
Would it be easy just sit down at home and watch Netflix all day long and grow spiritually, right? Who wants that one? Who wants to download spirituality? <laughs> who, wants, who wants to go on, you know, all this download places like, oh, spirituality point one. Yes. Give me that one. Spirituality point two. Oh my goodness, I'm progressing in life. You know, point three, point four. Oh, you know what? There's a new version out. iOS spirituality for the S. <laughs> That's the one I want right there. You know, who wants to download the newest app of spirituality? Yeah. We, I want to. It makes life way easier. No lie, guys, to be honest. <laughs> but you know what? But God says no. You can't download it. You have to work through it. How does this happen? By changing your mind to be like Christ. You see, when you're spiritual then God's power starts working. It starts working. It starts working. And how does this happen? Go to Mark chapter 4. Practical example, Mark 4. Can I get a glory ring right there? It's got a, a unanimous glory, not a singular glory. Congregational glory. Glory there, glory there, glory there. Together glory. Glory! Mark 4. Let's see how the power of God can work in a spiritual person. In Mark 4, we see there in, um, in verse 13. I'll read this for you guys again. Verse 13 says, Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? Because they couldn't understand the spiritual thing that Jesus was telling them. How then will you understand any, any other parable? If you don't get the first principles, how can you go to the second principles? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path. When the word is sown... As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Wow. And sometimes I think life will fall away because when the word was sown, the heart was not the right state. In verse 16, others like seeds sown in rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. I pray you will not last only a short time. I pray you last forever. Amen. But we can see one another in heaven. I can see Annie in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I can see Kevin in heaven. Yeah. And I can see Sulin in heaven. Yeah. And I can see Brandon. And I can see everyone in this room in heaven. That we didn't last a short while. Right. We lasted to eternity. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Because, you know, I think about, I think about the, the region. Like, man, the region is like my family. And I, I need to treat the region as my family. <coughs> that we are going to heaven together. Amen. That we're not going anywhere. We're going to heaven together. So we need to stay together with the word of God frozen to our hands. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 17, But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word. You see, it doesn't matter what you're going through. No one caused it. It is because you now want to go by the word of God that now this has happened to you. They quickly fall away. I pray you not fall away today, amen? amen. And not today, not tomorrow, and never again. <laughs> In verse 18, still others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, mm. making it unfruitful. Mm. Don't want to be fruitful. Mm. Don't focus on the world. <laughs> verse 20, others like seed sown on good soil hear the word. I hope you're hearing the word today. Accept it. And produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was known. You know what's amazing? It doesn't say 25. It doesn't say 25. So if we're going to be spiritual about growth, 
It says 30. 60. Who said 60? Come on, Victoria. Right there. Some hundred times what was sown. But you know what? I, like, I want to I quote what Paul said to me this week. Now, Paul is so amazing. He said something to me this week. He said, I was asking, like, when it comes to the gospel, Paul. So, Paul, I want to ask you very serious questions, Paul. Are you willing to give up everything for Jesus? Paul is like, fine. You know what someone's quiet? He's like, okay, okay, this is good. I just say, yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're too joyful right there. You need to relax. <laughs> you know, someone's there, right? Am I, am I lying? That was a, it was just fine. And he's like, I said, are you willing to maybe give up your course to go on a mission team? Of course. And in my heart, I was like, I pray, like, oh man, I pray he says. <laughs> I pray he doesn't say that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. But Jesus, yes, I will. <laughs> and then we went to the purpose of our, what is our purpose? What's our purpose, guys? Love God. Hey, okay, okay. See, we're not unanimous right there, guys. Hey, hey. Thank God I'm asking the right question today. What's our purpose? Love God. What's our mission? Hey, man, guys. You know, don't don't disgrace. (laughs) But you know, and I said, Paul. So, what what, what is our purpose? It's love God. Mission: seek and save lost. Okay, so if we're not going out to seek and save lost, what are we doing? (laughs) And and it's like, okay, that's a good question. You know what Paul said? He said, if we're not evangelizing, we're falling away. A zero day old disciple. (laughs) (laughs) Minus minus one. Minus one day old time to be. Did we say it to him? That was it. You know, Luke and I were there like, we need to preach that. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's that's so hard. And I was like, that's not what I meant, but amen. <laughs> if you know, exactly, we've given him the nickname Radical Paul. <laughs> Sounds right, Radical guys. You know, like if we're not evangelizing, we're falling away. And I, and I and I believe that that was the spirit of God that yeah. told him to say that to us. You know, God teaches us even speaks to a donkey. God speaks to a donkey, so God can speak to us to anyone. And I want you to take this to heart that if we're not evangelizing, then something is wrong. And in our hearts, we are fallen away. Mm. As opposed to having the word of God in our hearts. Mm. So how do we get spiritual? That's my question. Not my phone ringing, but anyway. <laughs> how do we get spiritual? By having a soft heart. Just a soft heart. That's all. It's pretty easy, right? Soft heart. Because the last guy here... Let's have me ask a question. How many, how many, how many sowers were in this, in this parable? The sower. The sower. Only one. How many seeds were here? Oats. How many? No, one seed. One seed. How many hearts were there? Four hearts. The fourth heart had a very soft heart. When the word went in there, Germany and it went deep because it was soft, it was easy to get in there. And I made that person fruitful. So our hearts need to be soft. But what hardens our hearts? Sin. And you know in your own life what is hard in your own heart. But I can tell you about myself, what hardens my heart mostly is when I feel 
It's respected. Mm. The heart is my heart. I'm like, I become like. That heart is my heart. And I lack love all of a sudden. Heart is my heart is when I feel like, man, things are not going the way I want them to go. So what is that? My pride. That is my heart. And we've got to get soft-hearted. So that when God's word that is already in there, and even more comes, grows to bear much more fruit. Who doesn't like fruit? I don't like fruit. Even just they call the term fruit. Yes. Oh, so nice. A mango. Yes. Yes. Guava. Oh. I like more tropical fruits, guys, sorry. <laughs> or, or pomegranate, you know, who doesn't like fruits? But fruit is awesome, guys. And you know, the, the power of God brings fruit. Not not us. The only thing we need to do is get that soft heart. Now I always like um that was like David's prayer. Create in me a new heart. And renew the right spirit within me. God just says, just, if you're going to be spiritual, have a soft heart. If you're spiritual, have a soft heart. Be a baby. Be a baby. Be a baby. You guys with me still? Yeah. yeah. Bring it for a close right there. My last point. My, my challenge today is just for you to pray, God, just give me a soft heart. That's all. That's all. If you're going to... Just, just give me a soft heart. It's a simple challenge. I'm not going to give you like a go share with 50 people challenge. That'll make your heart hard. <laughs> right, right? If I give you guys now, oh, guys, go share. I was like, oh my goodness, that's just missed the point right there, bro. I'm just giving you a simple challenge. God, please soften my heart. That's a prayer you can pray. It's a prayer you can pray right now. Even right as I'm preaching right now, you can pray that prayer. It's a prayer you can pray tomorrow. It's a prayer you can always pray for the rest of your lives. God gave me a soft heart. Because we don't want to be worldly. We don't want to be natural. We want to be spiritual. Amen, guys? Amen. And lastly, the power of God can grow in you. That's encouraging. So not that God's power can grow in someone. It can really grow. It can whoa, blossom. The God of the Bible says in Acts 19. Let's bring for a close right there. In Acts 19. You see, I think of someone who's spiritual. Guess who's spiritual? Oh, okay. I'm just going to give a human example, guys. You guys are so spiritual. You see, you guys are very spiritual. Uh, I'm just thinking about Susan Curacao, but anyway, guys. <laughs> Susan from Curacao is very spiritual. Who has spoken to her here? Anyone has been, yeah. Susan, please speak to her, guys. Please. Just send her a message. Hey, says, I look forward to seeing you in two weeks. That's all. Please speak to her. This woman is giving up her job at PwC. Because I know it's PwC. It's one of the top firms. She's giving up her home. She has her own home that she bought. And yesterday she sent us a text saying, No, I've sold my home. Today is the final moving day. I'm moving out to my mom's house now. Wow. This is a mature woman who has built up a life in the world and says, I'm giving it up for Jesus Christ. She said, I've sold my home. I sold my car. Giving up my job. I'm so afraid. Mm-hmm. Where she says, you know what? I'm going to be still. And you're like, God is God. That's a spiritual woman right there. Because she's making spiritual decisions. Please encourage her. That's someone who is actually, I believe, is wow. I, can, I was praying this, and I was like, God, when she comes, let her be a fireball in the South region. Because she's a fireball, amen. <laughs> so let's look at Acts 19. Let's look at what the Bible says there in verse 20. 
It says, in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in what? The word of God can grow in power. Where does it grow? In your hearts. Now think about Enoch. Enoch grew in power when he got 65. But he was a big baby until 65. No baby, no child. I'm sure he was single. But you know, you know, I don't want Christos to become 65 and still being single. <laughs> so let's bring a Christo guy so I'm just gonna, you know, a, a woman of God. <laughs> I think about Isaac. Let's pray for Isaac to get a single, you know, start dating also very soon. I mean, guys? Yeah. You know, I think of, you know, Brandon, don't start dating soon, you know. We don't want to be 65 and still no, no dating somewhere. You know, we need to get going. But that brings to the point that as a region, we need to date, guys. I want to ask right now, Kevin. When was the last time you were on a date? Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. When was the last time you were on a date, Shola? Um, you see, yeah. brothers. She's like, um, brothers, what's going on? Yeah. We need to encourage our sisters in the oh, church. Yeah. Amen, guys. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, Kifa. I don't want to call more names, but you guys get the point, right? Yeah. Brothers, you guys get the point? Uh, yeah? Whoa! <laughs> Paul's like, oh. Yeah, Paul's like, oh, let's go. We need to encourage what the Bible says, encourage one another daily. Yeah. We need to build a loving family, guys. And why would we do that? By encouraging our sisters yeah. and taking them on dates. Kevin, go on a date, bro. You can do it, bro. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> you know, I think when I got married to my wife, right? And, and, and talking about softening of hearts and how the word of God can grow in your life. And then one day, Vena woke me up at night and, and she said, we're pregnant. And I got on my knees and I cried. Why did I cry? Because I've been praying for a whole year. God, please give us a baby. I told Jamie this story last week that that wasn't Jamie or someone else. Well, before we got a baby, I had a dream. And I saw this curly, you know, curly hair child, and it was a boy or a girl, in the back of a car in a car seat. What does that look like? (laughs) So when that, when she told me, it was like, and I wrote that dream down, and I just got on my knees, and my heart just got softer. Mm -hmm. See, when we have spiritual kids, and physical kids, our hearts get soft. Mm -hmm. Our hearts just get soft. Now, Enoch got a kid and was like, I'm going to start walking with God. <laughs> I have no other choice. You know, and I think about the world right now in the world, there's so many kids who are stabbing themselves. You know, I spoke to Paul's parents this last Friday. He said there was a, a, a student from UCL somewhere, killed herself. Hi. Suicide. Hmm. Just graduated. Suicide. What if, that's, what if that girl actually had someone to take care of her? What if she made a disciple? Hmm. What if a disciple prayed for her? You know, we, we, our, my, our heart needs to get softer so that God's word can grow in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a story of, 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 uh, of uh, three students, four students, and they all get given a plant. And they're given water, fertilizer, and the sun. And every day, they water the plant, fertilizer, and the sun. And the plant starts growing. And one, and one of them gets a stick. It's given water, fertilizer, and the sun. 
You know what happens to the stick? Doesn't grow. Because it's not about how what you give. You can preach everything you want. But if the heart is not ready for it, it will never grow. Hmm. Stick is dead. <coughs> See, we don't get baptized just adding water to our lives. Mm. Oh, I got baptized. I'm out. It's a heart that changes. I only inspire today that, hey, I'm learning that my heart needs to get soft. We all need to get soft hearts. Like God's word can grow in power in our lives. Because I want to get everyone together. And in closing, I give you the story. Think about the Israelites, right? How long did it take them to get to the promised land? Two that arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Two that arrived. That's true. And the generation after them. Yeah. But how long did it take them to get there? Forty years. Forty years. Do you guys know how long it is to travel from Egypt to Israel? Two days or three days. Yeah. By foot, it takes 24 hours. Sorry, 40 days. By bus, 24 hours. By aeroplane, 20 minutes. Wow. A journey of 20 minutes or 24 hours or 40 days took the Israelites 40 years. You know, God, God wants us to grow to where we want us to be. But the, the speed that you go at depends on your heart. I was like, I want to, I know where I want you to be, but are you ready? I want to take you there. But I'll keep you circling and circling around the wilderness until your heart changes. That's why God wanted that generation to die first. Or change. Only two of them had a good heart. The rest died away. A journey of 20 minutes, 40 years. Do you think it's impossible for God to have 25 people into this church right now by tomorrow? No, no it's not possible. But what does it take? It's like our hearts to change. Our hearts were softened by God. And God can do the incredible. So I want to encourage you today. That God has power. God can do the immeasurable. God can do more than we can even dare to ask or imagine. But we what we must do first? Soft hearts. Then we can be spiritual. And God's power will grow. And so, a guy always says, Keep going so you can keep growing. I love you guys all. Let's go up the glory. Thank you so much. Please uh, subscribe. We're going to sing from the song sheets. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.